So we are going to talk tonight for just a little bit about the fruit of the Spirit, which I'll explain, and then we'll play some more Gaga Ball. It's going to be awesome, okay? There's some more snacks in the back. It's going to be great. Um, So the fruit of the Spirit is the qualities that Christians are supposed to have and be working on, okay? It's not a perfect thing. The, the fruit of the Spirit is the qualities that Christians are supposed to have and be working on. But there's a way that this works. So for those of you who are, have been in church for a long time, these are qualities that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ, you should be working on and, and, and hopefully improving in with the Lord's help. If you're not really, you haven't really been to church a lot, you're not really familiar with this, that's okay. There's not, there's not literal fruit. There's, that would be awesome. But there's not actual fruit, but it's more just like being fruitful, right? Being like flourishing, being productive, okay? So if you're not really in church a lot, and as you look at the church, we hope that this is what you see. Does that make sense? We hope that this is what you see and what we are trying to emulate and imitate. Okay, so three things about the fruit of the Spirit, and then we'll be done. Cool? Easy stuff. Three things about the fruit of the Spirit, and then we'll be done. So the fruit of the Spirit is listed in Galatians chapter 5, okay? Galatians 5, 22 through 23, all right? Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And you'll kind of see how all these things connect, which is super important. Here we go. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, oh, there it is. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So let's go back and read it one more time, and then I'll talk for a while. But the fruit of the Spirit is, love, well, that's good, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Against such things there is no law. All right, so those are the fruits of the Spirit. But let's do some, kind of a broad strokes here. Three things, right? Number one, the fruits of the Spirit are all connected, Okay? The fruits of the Spirit. Now, this is why this is important. The fruits of the Spirit are all connected. In Galatians 5.22, can you put that up one more time, Brian? In Galatians 5.22, look at what it says. The fruit of the Spirit is, he does not say the fruits of the Spirit are. You see, you see that? A little grammar, right? The fruit of the Spirit is. He doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit are. And the New Testament was originally written in what language? Greek. So Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament Greek. Now, okay, there's not going to be a quiz, but here's why this is important. In the Greek, which is the original, the OG translation, right, is in the Greek, it's in the singular, okay? So it's in the singular. There's one fruit of the Spirit. But there's, but there's multiple traits listed. Like, there's a bunch of those. Like, so how is, is it one? Is it multiple? Here's what's going on. What's he talking about? Picture light hitting a diamond, okay? Picture light hitting a diamond. And you can see it in a small diamond, but picture like a, like a, like a big diamond, right? So picture like a light hitting a big diamond. As that light hits the diamond, the light bounces off of that one diamond in multiple colors, like a prism kind of thing. Does that make sense? As light hits that one diamond, it bounces off in multiple colors. All these colors, multiple, reflect back onto one diamond 
singular. Okay? In the same way, love, joy, peace, patience, these are multiple traits that are all part of the same fruit of the Spirit. Does that make sense? Just hang with me. They're all part of the same fruit of the Spirit. And if they all connect back to the fruit of the Spirit, if all these different shades of light come back to the same diamond, that means that they are connected to each other. Here's why this is important. Okay? Here's why this is important. There's this old movie. Um, gosh, it may be in black and white. Uh, you've probably never seen it, so just hang with me. It's so old. Um, called Toy Story 2. Okay, right? Um, like a quarter of the time. So in that movie, in Toy Story 2, there's this one character called the Old Prospector. All right? And, and in the movie, he's super kind. Fruit of the Spirit. He's super kind. Okay? And warm and welcoming and accepting, right? He's super accepting as long as, listen, as long as everyone does what he wants them to do. He's super kind as long as everyone does what he wants them to do. But then once he figures out that like Woody and Buzz and the gang don't want to do what he wants them to do, he turns on them, right? His kindness is gone. As soon as things stop going his way, his kindness is gone. Now, he's a cartoon, but how many times is that the case with you and me? Our kindness isn't really connected to anything. It's really only skin deep or circumstance deep. We're kind as long as our world is okay. I'm super nice as long as everything's going the way I want it to go, right? But if your kindness isn't connected to patience, gentleness, peace, if your kindness isn't connected to these other qualities, then it's not a fruit of the Spirit. It's just a quality that you have as long as things are going your way. Way. Let me give an example that's not in my notes. I work at a church in a relatively small town in the Bible Belt, okay? Which means I am surrounded, surrounded by nice sugar bucket load of kind sweetness all the time, forever, amen, forever. Like super sweet, super nice. Bless it, kind, all the time, and everyone's super, super nice until their candidate loses in an election. And then all their kindness is like gone. And it's like, huh, that's weird, because you were super nice like 10 minutes ago, but then on your Facebook page, it's not, it's gone. And as a Christian, your kindness was only as skin deep as your politics was. Does that make sense? As long as you're just like the old prospector. As long as everything's going your way, we're super kind. But if thing, if our plans get derailed, that kindness was only connected to our plans going well. Does that make sense? Once our plans are out the window, it didn't have to be politics, but once our plans are gone, our kindness is gone with it because it wasn't connected. It's not a fruit of the spirit. Have you ever been super nice? Like of course you guys have. Have you ever been super nice at school or like to your friends or at your job? Like super nice 
all the time to your friend, to your significant other, and life in general. You're super nice, and then at the end of the day, life still doesn't go great. Like, it still didn't go well. Like, it's like, come on, I've been so nice all day to you, and you're still not appreciating my niceness. Or like, I've been super nice at work all day, and at the end of the day, the boss still is like, hey, you missed this, you need to back up. And in my mind, I'm like, I've been, I've been nice all day. I've been awesome. Have you seen me? I've been awesome all day. And I still, has that ever happened to you, right? Why would God allow that to happen? Why would you, you be super nice and kind and respectful all day, and then God still allows something to happen to you at the end of the day? Well, maybe part of it is his loving way of showing you, look, his loving way of showing you and me that maybe our kindness doesn't run as deep as we think it does. We're not as kind to our core as we think we are. Kindness is one of those things, it's easy to do it as long as we say surface level. But if things go wrong or we get inconvenienced, if our kindness isn't connected to gentleness and faithfulness and the rest of the fruit of the Spirit, it won't last when trouble comes. He's trying, God is trying to mold you and show you that your southern kindness, while good, is not fruit of the Spirit kindness. Fruit of the Spirit kindness is connected to gentleness and faithfulness. So it'll last when things don't go your way. Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. You need the fruit of the Spirit. Let's stick with the Pixar theme. Have you ever seen Inside Out? You know what I'm talking about? Inside Out? Okay, those of you who have not seen it, it's on Disney+, Plus. but be warned, it will wreck you emotionally, right? It will, it will chew you up and spit you out. It's awesome, but in the best way. Okay, um, in Inside Out, there's this imaginary character called Bing Bong, okay? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, dry your eyes, okay? So, and there's this part in the, in the story. It's not that part, so just hang on. It's, but there's this part in the story where Bing Bong is like super depressed. He doesn't want to go on the adventure anymore, right? He's down in the dumps. He can't do it. And Joy, for the spirit, the character comes up to Bing Bong and is like, and is like, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta do this, we gotta save so and so, we gotta do it. Just, just be like me. Just be like me. Come on, let's go, let's go. Just be. And and he just will not do it. He will not get on board. And and Joy finally just like gives up and leaves. And you remember this? And then sadness. Or for our, because I think it fits, our purpose is gentleness comes up to Bing Bong and is like, and, and just listens to him. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like that must have been horrible. I, I wish there was something I could do to help you. And through that gentleness, Bing Bong kind of gets encouraged and they continue on with the journey. See, if it had just been joy, it never would have worked. It would have been a disaster. And, and people with joy that's not rooted in the fruit of the Spirit, they just kind of run people over all the time. Because that joy is only skin deep. It, they, they overload you. They don't have empathy for what you're going through. Joy that's a fruit of the Spirit doesn't run over people because it's connected to gentleness. Does that make sense? This is why it's so important to see that the fruits of the Spirit are connected. Joy, just by itself, if you're just a joyful person, energizer, bunny all the time, that's okay until bad things come in someone else's life because you can't get on the same level with them. You can't empathize with them. 
You just run them over. Be like me, be like me, be like me. And that doesn't work. But if your joy is a fruit of the Spirit and it's connected to gentleness or kindness, all these traits are connected. The ability to pull back your joy and listen to people, well, that's kindness. And to do that requires self-control. See, all these traits are connected. It's all one fruit growing at the same time. As you grow in joy, you'll grow in gentleness as well. Gentleness is a great quality. It might be the most important quality we need in 2021, but here's the thing. Sometimes, even gentle people have to rise up and say what needs to be said. And a lot of gentle people, I struggle with this, a lot of gentle people are so soft that they can't do that because their gentleness isn't connected to faithfulness. They're just gentle people. It's not rooted in their Christianity. So it just washes, they just get washed away. Christians who have the fruit of the Spirit, listen, since they're all connected, Christians who have the fruit of the Spirit are gentle and faithful when they need to be. Or they're kind and truthful when they need to be. They're joyful, but their joyful is tempered too. See, joy on its own, just be joyful, just be joyful. Joyful on its own can't hold up when suffering comes, when things don't go your way. But if that joy is connected to patience or self-control, now when suffering comes, it's not just joy. Like, like picture a chair with one leg. It's never going to work. But if you have Self-control and patience and gentleness. Now, that joy is not by itself and it can hold you up. They all grow together. They're separate lights that shine brighter together as the diamond gets bigger. This isn't about you. You need to be more joyful. If you try that, it's never going to work. You be more gentle. It's never going to work. The whole fruit of the Spirit has to grow. Does that make sense? Because as that grows, all, the, all those qualities will grow. Can you put the verse up there again, Brian? As the fruit of the Spirit grows, as you grow as a Christian, all these qualities will grow. Number two, fruit takes time to grow. Okay? Mind blown. Fruit takes time to grow. So you may be listening to me and you're like, Ryan, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but like, I'm nowhere near there. Like, I'm just not there. Listen, that's pretty normal. Okay? I'm not a farmer. Um, not a lot of farmland in Norcross. Weird. Um, so... Not a lot of farmer, but I, but I know that if you walk outside to try to watch an apple tree grow, if you go outside like two times a day to watch that apple tree grow, you're going to go insane because it takes time. It's a slow process. Here's how the fruit of the Spirit works. It might be like this. Tomorrow, you may go through something really difficult and just like lose your mind, like not do a good job, right? Like totally lose your cool, no peace, no kindness, no self-control, it just does not go well. Then two years from now, you will go through the same thing and you'll have a little more peace this time around. You'll be a little more gentle this time around. You'll be a little bit kinder this time around. And you'll think to yourself, wow, you know, two years ago I would have crumpled under this weight. I guess I'm really maturing. Well, yeah, and the fruit of the Spirit in you is growing. Does that make sense? Fruit takes time. Fruit takes time. Last one. So all the fruits are connected. Fruit takes time. And the last one, the fruit of the Spirit comes from the Spirit. 
wow, right? The fruit of the Spirit comes from the Holy Spirit. True story, Benjamin Franklin resolved at one point in his life that he was going to conquer every sin he had, okay? Went about as well as you'd think. He, he resolved, which I would argue takes a little bit of pride to say that, but oh well, that's just besides the point. So Franklin resolves to to conquer every sin in his life. He's going to, he's lust, greed, whatever. He's going to isolate it and then overcome it and then go to the next one and overcome it and the next one. But he found very quickly that this was impossible, okay? He couldn't do it. And he says, every sin he tried to beat, he couldn't do it because as soon as he sort of had one sin under control and kind of wrestled to the ground, he said three more would come up and take its place because he only had so much energy, Right? And when he finally did beat one sin, he says he became prideful that he beat the sin, which defeats the whole purpose in the first place. You see what I'm saying? Listen, that's what it'll look like for you if you just try to be more gentle. I'm going to be more gentle. I'm going to be more gentle. I'm going to be more, I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to have more joy. If you try to do it on your own, that's what's going to happen to you. You're going you're gonna to get angry about how unjoyful you are. You're going to get anxious about how little peace you have. Like if you ever, you worry about something and then you know you shouldn't be worried about it, which just makes you freak out even more, and it's just like this cycle of awful. Or, or here, see, but here's the thing. Here's what's arguably worse, arguably worse. You will become more joyful, but you'll become so prideful at what a good job you've done that you'll short-circuit the whole thing. And see, what happens then, when you conquer something without Jesus, you become prideful about it. And so now you're no help to anybody. If, 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 if I overcome joy, if I get more joyful on my own, and then Landon is struggling, and I'm just more joyful, I'm going to get all over him and be like, why can't you be more joyful like me? Just be like me. I did it. Why can't you be more like me? I did. And now I'm prideful about the fact that I have so much joy. And I've ruined it. You see what I'm saying? If you try to do it on your own, it's never going to work. And if it does work, that's arguably worse. That's because you're trying to modify your behavior rather than the Holy Spirit of Jesus growing inside of you. We think the fruit of the Spirit is this checklist of separate things, one at a time. But if they're all connected then it's not so much about checking things off your list as it is about giving the whole list to Jesus. Does that make sense? Giving the whole list to Jesus. It's, it's not about asking for tips. It's about asking for help. You see the difference? It's not about asking for tips. Tips is like, I've almost got this. I just need a couple of quick things here. Help is, hey, I'm actually making this worse. I'm making this worse when I try to do it on my own. Please help me. I can't do this. And that's what Jesus loves to do. He loves to help. He's not a life coach. He's, he's a savior and a redeemer. If you're in your mind and you're like, I can't do any of these, you are like exactly who Jesus wants to talk with. Does that make sense? And if you're like, I can do these, that's good. He wants to help you, but watch out because... Pride is right behind, right? So asking Jesus for help. And, I, and, I, and all of us would love to talk to you about that, right? All the adult leaders here, the college students here, like we would love to talk to you more about like, hey, I'm struggling in these three areas. I have no peace in my life. I'm 
anxious all the time. I need help with that. The Bible tells us that one of the best ways you can get help, ready, is by asking others for it. By asking other people to pray for you. That is huge. That, and I know it sounds so like boring, but like how, how few of us actually do that? Like that's the key, is coming and asking us, hey, I'm struggling in these three areas. Will you pray for me? We don't, we don't, none of us have all, have any of the answers, right? Like we're still figuring it out, okay? But we know enough to know that we need help. So why don't you come ask us? And more than that, when you get home tonight, I'm, I'm terrible at prayer time. That's okay. Ask Jesus for help with these qualities. Does that make sense? Let me pray and we'll do some announcements and then we'll mix it up.